welcome to What Do You Think I'm Out? (laughs) (laughs) You better keep that in. Uh, uh, What was that? Uh, Welcome to What Do You Think I'm Al? I'm C. And we're joined with our very good friend Jay for the second time on our 21st episode. Heyo! Welcome back to my podcast idea. Oh, yes, yes, are you yes. still bitter? You know, oh, he's, I'm very he's talking. Bitter. He's talking to lawyers. See, oh, I, I, I know. Uh, yeah. yeah, he's talking to a lot of lawyers. Actually, but it's about. Interesting but, enough, they're the same lawyers I'm fighting against in union battles. <laughs> <laughs> very true. Yeah. Very true. But also, it's also we're also using that lawyer to fight uh, the recent stalking episode that Al has committed on us. But that's a whole other story. Oh you know? yeah, that's yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it, it, it's it's not stalking. It's, it's a little stalking. Well, I mean, you guys. It's are, not stalking when you love them. It, it's not stalking when when you're ex- when everyone's acknowledging that it's a little odd. Okay, um... But you have right. acknowledged that it's odd. Oh, we're acknowledging that it's odd. No, yeah. I, I acknowledge that it's funny. That, that's not, <laughs> you know... That's not funny, odd, or not the same thing. Listen, it wasn't funny when I had to open the door in the, in the kitchen because I had to let smoke out, and you took your hand, I didn't know you were there, wrapped it around and said, let me in, and I nearly broke your fingers because I almost slammed the door on your hand. Well, the the... The thing that made it all worth it was just hearing your your high pitched cries of like oh god I'm, like like that cry that you know someone gives when they think they're gonna die yeah that no oh wow I thought I was gonna die anyways anyways I mean, it wasn't funny when you showed up at work with your friend and just out of the blue <laughs> well okay. Or you're... told us you had a package that we didn't know about no that yeah. you guys had a package. That's what I'm saying. Oh, we had a package that we didn't know about. Yeah. Well, okay, Jay, yeah. ju- just just to clear my name in that regard, yeah. your place of business was like was like the safe communal place closest to where I had to be that day. Like We are a safe place, so I get it. Yeah, you know, you guys are you guys are, is that place like um what's what's it called? Um a safe house? No. What's a safe a safe a safe place? Safe is that spot? what it is that's what it's actually called? I someone like that. They all are. All those. Oh, yeah. All the locations are. Oh, that's yeah. that's that's very sweet. That's very yeah. sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, well, in any case, we're about to talk about something that isn't very safe. Not that's, at all. That's when uh, Alien Hunter comes to the uh, the Southern Canadian or Northern Prairie plains of of the what is it? The seventeenth century. Is it the 17th uh, No, 18th. 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 Yeah, 18th. remember, it's one ahead. Yeah, it's always um, one ahead. Yeah. 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 So, In the one and only Prey. Yes, Prey. Thank you, C. Um, so I felt like the most obvious way to open this discussion, which would also lead to the, lead to the most liveliest debates, is uh, you guys, Jay, obviously you're our guest, so you have the floor first. Kind of the history with the Predator franchise. You know, this franchise has been going on strong since the 80s. It is an mm-hmm. iconic 80s franchise. Uh, it is one. It is in the upper echelon of Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. It is in the upper echelon of projects with Stan Winston creations. And, uh, um, you know, it's also considered to be, like, one of the best... Uh, American monsters. Yeah, American monsters and also, like... 
one of, one of the best horror concepts that came out in the genre. In this case, these macho men 80s action heroes are being picked up one by one by a monster who seems unstoppable. So, Jay, please, uh, your history with the Predator franchise, your thoughts on it, any general thoughts you can have, honestly, and kind of what you were expecting going into this. Oh, buddy, you're not going to like my answer here. Um, <laughs> so, so I've only ever seen the final boss fight of the first movie. And I only saw it because I had a friend's house and his dad came in and said, hey, Predator's on. You guys should watch it. And we did. And, and I mean, it was it was cool. Like, I, I got it. But um, I, I didn't really get into Predators at all. So, like, the next Predator movie I saw was Alien vs. Predator. Oh, so I mm. yeah so I I did not have a very good intro to predators like like by the time I was watching predator stuff predator stuff was kind of over and overrated mm-hmm. if if that makes any sense and and you know I saw I saw the predators movie with uh Adrian Brody what Adrian Brody and then I saw the last predator movie which was not great it was fun but not great um so it was just like my my expectation for any predator movie has been low like like i've always considered it like a b movie kind of thing from my perspective so coming into this like like i honestly i didn't even know anything about it i didn't like when you when you pitched uh coming over and watching this i had no idea what it was about I did not know it was a Predator movie until until uh, C was telling me about it and everything, and we were on our way over. Um, so I did not... I, I had a low bar coming into this movie, and I was, you know, skipping ahead a little bit, pleasantly surprised with what we got. Okay, well, okay. Um, I, I can't say I'm, I'm thrilled that your experience with Predator was just the third act of the first one. And you never got to experience the second one, which I feel like has its uh, has its pros. I, I feel like there's, 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 it's it has its ups and downs. It has its ups and downs. Um, you know, and uh, the less said about AVP, the better. But both of them, AVP and AVP rectum, both well, of them. <laughs> yeah, rectum. No kidding. Um, I'm so reporting the slip. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so I guess I, I turn the table over to you. See, what was kind of what was your exposure to the Predator franchise? What were your thoughts going into this movie? Uh, one thing, yeah. one thing you should do mention that we did see the last Predator movie, the Shane Black Predator movie together. Yes, we did. We did see that one. Uh, <clears throat> so my experience is uh, years ago. It started off with Alien, which I hadn't seen. I actually saw Predator before I saw Alien, because Alien, for all intents and purposes, though graphic, Alien is much. M- Alien is more intense uh, it, it, for a little kid, I should say. Both are intense, but definitely, Alien has a more intense fear factor to it. <clears throat> um, so, but I first learned about it when I heard that. I was in when the when the, when they announced that they were working on Alien versus Predator, and I knew what Alien was, but I hadn't seen it because it was one of those things my, my 
my mom wouldn't let me watch it, even though my dad like he's fine, he's fine. My mom kept saying no, it's it that's at 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 eleven or I think I think that's how how old I was. He's not ready. But then they announced Alien versus Predator, and they had announced that it was had a PG thirteen rating. So I kind of back you know when I was even though I wasn't thirteen yet, my parents were pretty okay with me seeing it, and they were they were like okay, I guess when it comes out, you can go see it. But I asked my dad, what's Predator? And he's like, oh, that's the other alien. I'm like, what do you mean? And he bought it off of uh, eBay. He bought the DVD off of eBay. And he gave it to me right as when we were going to take our yearly Christmas trip to Georgia. Because we wouldn't fly. We, we would drive down to Georgia. So during a long drive, you'd need like a mini DVD player and some DVDs. So he let, he let me watch Predator. So I remember... I'm just sitting on this long, you know, for a kid, a really long, boring drive. And I'm sitting there. I have headphones in. And I just hear in the crappiest he- uh, headphones, this is a son of a bitch. Clap. And I'm like, oh, this is a very different kind of movie. <laughs> and I'm watching this thing happen. And I'm seeing just this brutal film. You have to understand, for me, this is going to sound so bad. But at the time, Predator was my Rambo. At the time, okay? Because I hadn't seen Rambo, and I hadn't really heard of Rambo. But I'm just watching this man fight against this unstoppable force. The only difference is the unstoppable force is an alien of some kind. And he wins. He's victorious. But man, it's a brutal, brutal battle up until that point. Uh, so it was just such a visceral thing to watch. Meanwhile, my sister's just working on coloring books. My mom's asleep, and my dad's like halfway through the long drive. So it was such a weird moment for me to just see stuck in a car with this intense experience in my lap, so to speak. Um, that was my first experience with it. Then I went on to see AVP, which as a kid I liked. Um, I enjoyed it, but you know, looking back, I realize it's not so great. But that was like the movie that... I remember I had one of my friends watch it during a sleepover and his mom found out and got mad at my dad a little bit because uh, they weren't so okay with that. Um, I didn't actually see the other Predator movies till either when they came out or I didn't watch Predator 2 until after Predators came out. And I knew there were other Predator movies, but I just not got, never gotten around. So I watched Predator 2 and I knew Predator 2 wasn't great, but I liked it. And then the Predator that, you know, I saw with you, Al, I thought it was a lot of fun, but it was, it was a little silly, but still fun. Like, I had a good time with it. But it, I remember at that point thinking that, okay, I don't think they're going to make another Predator movie for a while. I did have that same feeling as Jay reached as well, that we were kind of seeing the sun setting on Predator. Uh, up until they announced Prey, and I was very excited. But we'll get into Prey later. All right. So, uh, audience members. Here we go. Yep. Should I, we? Um, I I'll, I'll be back in a few minutes, folks. Yeah, I'm going to take a nap. <laughs> I have a history with Predator. Um, so, I think everyone of our age range... They're, 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 we always have, like, our literal first, like, quote-unquote science fiction movie that we experience with our parents. But usually we're way too little to understand what's going on. Like, you, we really don't comprehend the plot. We just remember the images. And for me, that movie was Terminator 2 Judgment Day. 
Like, I, I think I saw that when I was like four and I could, I just remembered individual scenes, but I, 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 I know I didn't understand what the, what the plot was about. Now we all have that sci-fi movie that our dad was like, Oh, you need to watch this. This is good. And it just blows your mind for the bulk of, of, of American guys our age. That's usually it's Star, Star Wars. Wars. Yeah, yeah. It's usually that's Star what, Wars. It was that, it, that's what it was for me. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. My dad was like, was like, that stuff's stupid. <laughs> My dad, I was eight. I, I distinctly remember I was eight and my dad goes, oh, hey, your uncle gave me this video cassette. This is a really good movie. You need to watch it. And we sat down, we put it in. And the first thing I see is Arnold Schwarzenegger. I, I see the, the helicopters, like the, the camo. And I'm like, Dad, I've already seen this. I, I thought we were rewatching Commando. And my dad was <laughs> like, no, no, this, this is not Commando. So I proceeded to see uh, basically John McTiernan's. I mean, a lot of people call uh, Die Hard John McTiernan's masterpiece. I say it's Predator. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Call Weathers, uh, Bill Duke, Jesse Ventura, uh, Shane Black, who because they couldn't they couldn't technically have him as the script soup or, or the script doctor, they had to hire him as an actor. He's in this too. Uh, oh my gosh, uh, Sonny Landon as Billy. I was like, these are macho men who are kicking ass. This is amazing. And then. Kevin Peter Hall as the predator starts picking them off one by one. And my eight year old brain was blown. Somebody killed Bill Duke. Somebody killed Cole Weathers. I hadn't seen Rocky. Uh, I hadn't seen Rocky four yet. So, mm. <laughs> so um, long story short, that was the film that my father, that was the film that my father explicitly was like, son, you need to watch this. And it stuck with me. And as you know, as the years went by, like, I think like not even six months later, like I, I, one of my uncles mentions like, oh yeah, they made a second one. And I'm like, dad, dad, I need to see the second one. I need to see the second one. So I, I think we went to like a random, like a random, like video cassette store. Like it wasn't a blockbuster. It was like, it was like just a store that sold like used video cassettes. And he's like, hey, do you guys have the, the other Predator movie? And I saw Predator 2. I, and, you know, here's the thing. At the time, I was so disappointed that Arnold Schwarzenegger wasn't in it. But I, for some odd reason, I really, really, really attached myself with Danny Glover's character. The one thing I do remember, though, was that I kept telling Dad that Gary Busey was scaring me. Because <laughs> <laughs> Gary Busey just is... It's so crazy in that movie that freaked me out. And I remember, I remember that uh, when the ending happened, so the famous ending where uh, uh, Danny Glover meets the uh, tribe of predators and they hand him something as kind of a trophy for fighting on them one by one, being an honorable warrior hunter. And they hand him, they hand him this, this pistol. And throughout the whole scene, you know, there's like a bunch of skeletons of, of random animals and aliens. And then my dad goes like, oh, uh, that's a, that's another, that's another movie you might like. I'm like, what? 
there's like an alien and it's uh, he, he said there's like this alien monster that like throws that like eats people and then like throws up in their mouths and then things pop up and ironically predator 2 was what got my dad to be like oh yeah alien you should watch it but uh, i'm sorry he, i'm i'm sorry is bill paxton the only actor who's been both in an alien movie and a predator movie yes and oh, in a wow. terminator movie oh wow that's pretty cool yeah, yeah, he's the only actor who has that distinction. Um, That's so, very impressive. Yeah, uh, so so ironically, Predator is also what got me into watching Alien, although my dad got Alien 3, so for the longest time, I thought that was the original Alien until somebody was like, no, that's the third one. You need to see the first two. They're so much better. Uh, you know, uh, obviously, I saw... AV, because AVP was rated PG-13, I begged my mom and dad to let me go see it, and my dad was like, I don't like going to theaters and I would have to go in there with you. But I was, thir I was, I had just turned 13 actually. Uh, no, no, I was about to turn 14. And I said, no, 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 I can go by myself. And my dad goes like, wait, really? Oh, then it's probably not going to be that good. <laughs> <laughs> I love how it was, oh, I can't go with you. Oh, I can't go with you? No, you shouldn't see it. <laughs> and I remember when I came back, I was so disappointed because even even as a 14 year old i understood that that like the level of gore and violence was so toned down for the pg-13 i was like that doesn't feel as hardcore as the other ones and you know i was really disappointed uh when requiem came out i had a good friend of mine who saw it and when we were in class i said so was it any good my parents my parents won't let me see it because that one is rated r uh he goes it was really stupid, and I think if you saw it, you'd be mad. And eventually, uh, I saw it, and I, I was very mad. And to this day, like I tell people, like if you ever want a movie that just offends you, either on a moral level or on like a or on like a filmmaker level, watch uh, AVP Requiem. I saw. I also saw Predators when it came out, and I, I distinctly remember. I love this idea. I'm not necessarily. I'm not necessarily in love with the cast chosen for this project. Uh, mostly towards Adrian Brody. Uh, I had a lot of problems with Topher Grace being in here. Uh, I, I, I thought he didn't fit. I, I knew why he was there. And when the reveal happened, I, I was like, okay, that makes sense. But I still thought like, this is this is kind of dumb. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I love the idea. I wasn't really in love with the cast. What I will say though, what I will say, what Predators does that's very interesting was that it introduced the concept of warring, warring Yachua tribes. Also, uh, in uh, in Predator comics, they call themselves the Yachua. They're yeah, you're gonna Yachua. for the record for the record, Al. Not everyone, and in fact, many do not know Most? the m all uh, <laughs> do do not know the hidden lore of. Uh, Predators, although I will admit, uh, after we saw Prey, I kind of made Jay watch like a video to get a better understanding of the extended lore. And about three quarters of the way through, we were kind of like, okay, we get it. We get it. Okay. <laughs> we yeah. get it. So, um, okay. So, you know, just, just, just so people are like, wait, what is he talking about? I'm going to keep the Predator lore to a minimum. Suffice to say, I've read a lot of comics. I've uh, played or at least done or at least watched playthroughs of almost every Predator game that's ever been made, including the AVP games. Mm. Um, but yeah, uh, 
So Predators introduces this idea of warring predator tribes. Uh, usually the shorthand is we get OG predators versus super predators, which happen to be the really big ones. Big ones that they're they're like more like an ashen gray and they have more like a lizard type snout. Uh, and obviously, see, like you mentioned earlier, uh, we saw the Predator together in 2018, I think is when it came. Was it 2018 or 2019? I do not remember. I think it was 18. Um, I think it was 19 because I was there. Uh, oh. I was with you guys. Okay, You yeah. saw the movie with us? Yeah, I saw the movie with you guys. Did you? I, I, I did things with you guys. No, 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 we know that, but like, well, I'm... In any case, in any okay. case, in any case, and the one thing I will say is that I really, really enjoyed the movie, but, but, immediately, like, the first, the first ten minutes in, I was like, oh, Shane Black is leaning onto the silliness that was in, so, what makes Predator so good is that, for like, for like, the first two acts of that movie, you have a tone of horror with a tone of kind of the silly action 80s movie that are like, it, it's a balancing act that works really, really well. Um, but the moment when it's just Arnold Schwarzenegger's Dutch against the Predator, it becomes full-on survival horror sci-fi. And Shane Black was like, well, I want to do a movie that's like the first two acts with the joking, with the, the, the macho-ness in the 80s like kind of turned up to 11 and if you grew up loving that era of filmmaking uh the era of Schwarzenegger of Stallone of of Russell of Van Damme you're gonna if you like the Expendables you would like it yes exactly exactly you would like that Um, although I think you'd explain to me Al that they reshot the entire ending uh of that movie because didn't they they did they did because Shane Black really took that idea of like over the top 80s action flick to a point that I thought was I even I thought it was too far. Rumor was and this is only a rumor that there's no confirmation if this was true or not. Rumor was that the climax of the Predator was going to be the evil big predators that come in to kind of get rid of all the evidence from the OG Predator against predators that had decided to retire on earth and work for the American military. So you would have gotten, you would have gotten predators on like a tank and that the, the rumor was, was that test audiences hated it. They were like, why is why, why are you making, it was also in the daytime, right? And it looked really weird. Yeah. It was in the daytime as well. And it just looked uh, weird. And even I, Shane Black realized, oh, this is dumb. Well, no, yeah. the audience has reminded him. No, they, they were like, oh, this is dumb. So they redid the entire they, re, they redid the entire third act, but they still kept elements that were meant to be an homage to kind of the silly, the silly over-the-topness that you would see in these 80s action flicks. And again, when people... When people aren't looking for that, when people's tastes have evolved beyond that, it's like it's basically like this. Uh, Shane Black had written one of my favorite Hollywood satires of all time, Last Action Hero, and basically what happened with Last Action Hero is what happened with The Predator. He does he does a film with a lot of comedic satirical elements, and people are like, "Wait, why are you doing this?" Um, you know, 
and it, it happened again. I, I happen to like it, but I understand people who don't. Uh, now, like C said, you're thinking, oh, okay, there's not going to be, there's not going to be any more Predator movies because this movie, it didn't bomb, but it didn't do gangbusters like Fox was hoping to. And then Fox gets sold to Disney. Disney's like, oh, we really don't want to be doing like these crazy hard R franchises anymore. Uh, stuff like uh, an alien, an alien reboot. Stuff like, um, like these it just movies. wasn't in. It just wasn't in what their. It wasn't in their plan. It wasn't in their plan. Now, here comes Dan Trattenberg, who had just finished directing. Uh, what was it? Uh, Twenty. What, what was the Cloverfield Lane movie called? Twenty two Cloverfield Lane. No, ten. Clover... Ten Cloverfield Lane. I thought. Ten Cloverfield Lane. He comes off directing that. He goes to Fox and says. I want to do, I want to do a Predator movie that's grounded, that takes itself seriously, and that takes place in the 18th century. I want to tell the story of the gun Danny Glover got in Predator 2. And the outgoing Fox team was like, well, that sounds amazing, but you're going to have to see what Disney says. And Disney, shockingly, was like, uh, how much? 80, 80 mil? Okay, sure, make it. And they let him make it. Obviously, they threw a, they threw a curveball in that they said, like, oh, we're not releasing this in theaters. We're releasing it straight to Hulu. But they let Dan Trattenberg make this movie. And, yeah, so that's that's it for my little... Uh, my little, little, mini, mi, little. My mini... Little. My mini seminar of Predator. Not many. Not many. All right. I'm, I have a timer. Oh, that entire time you've been talking, Dave announced the next movie. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I, I'm so excited. Is it is it against the Romans or the Vikings? Because I put money on the Vikings. Oh, Vikings. They're going to go Vikings. That'd be cool. Right? But All right. So before we give before we start giving our reviews, guys, how about we re-watch the Prey trailer and uh, then give our reviews? Let's do it. Why do you want to hunt? Because you all think that I can't. I saw a sign in the sky. I'm ready. Mamoy, Nita. something out there. I'm coming with you. You can't. I'm trying to protect you. Protect me from what? It's time. It 
knows how to hunt. I know how to survive. That's a great trailer. Damn. That's a pretty good trailer. That 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 trailer really does kick ass. Um so I think I think it's good to start off right before we give our reviews. Kinda when this film was announced, I think we all agree that the first thing that went through a lot of people's mind was like, okay, won't the predator be way too OP if it's going up against like like hundreds and hundreds of years old tech right i think i think that was the biggest um that was the biggest question mark going into this movie was like how are you going to justify having how how are you not going to have like an entire tribe of people be slaughtered by an alien who still has faster than light technology and then there was a smaller a smaller conversation that was like oh great a female lead in a predator franchise Ooh, Mary Sue, which I think was pretty silly, especially ha- having watched the film. But did you guys have any uh, any of that concern of like, how is this going to work? How, how are they going to try to justify? How, how are they going to make this a fair fight? Right? Did you guys have any of those concerns going in? Because I, I did have that concern of like, how is this going to be a fair fight? So I would say for me... I was just so excited that they were finally answering the question that the second Predator movie put in our laps that I had just full faith in the concept. Because I think if the fact that Predator was willing to acknowledge that as an idea, it meant there was going to be someone talented enough, both in cast, crew, you know, above the line crew, below the line crew, the director, the writer, everyone, that one day there was going to be someone who would get it right. And so I had, maybe it was a little bit of blind faith, but I had faith that this was going to be really good. And that's all I'll say on that. Jay, do you have any thoughts? I mean, well, I mean, I have a lot of responses to those concerns that we can get into. But I mean, again, like I didn't know about it. And I didn't know about this movie until we were like on our way to go watch it. But, oh, this I is mean, true. That, mean, that's true. When, that's when, true. When I, to- I heard about it, it, it made, it actually made a lot of sense um because if you think about it like both naru our main character and this predator are on the same journey and they're from similar cultures of a a tribal ritualistic hunting clan and and it it, it, thinking about it 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 makes more sense than going against a team of commandos yeah yeah Hmm. Um, so, uh, Jay, actually, how about you start off with kind of your, your overall review of the film? Are we, are we spoiling here? Are we spoiling? Uh, Oh, good point. Um, let's not spoil the ending. I think, I think we can talk about whether something satisfied us or not, but we don't have to go into specifics, you know? I, I think we can toe that line, you know, like that we can be like, oh, we, I enjoyed what they did here, but we don't necessarily have to say exactly what they did. 
I think we can, I, I would take it one step further. We can, the movie's been out for a little while. Let's just not spoil the, the ending and other major plot points. But if we have to talk a little bit about certain shots or certain, even certain kills without getting into too specific, we can talk about that a little. We, we, we can talk about the kills. We just, we just probably shouldn't say like, oh, this was who had this kill, et cetera, et cetera. Or this is the victim of that kill. This is the victim sure. of that other kill. Sure, sure. And by the uh, way, there are a lot of kills in this movie. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. It's not like there aren't a lot of kills. There are a lot of blood is spilled. Anyways, Jay, the floor is yours. All right, so what's the, what's the question? Where am I starting here? So, yeah, um, let's overall, just... Overall thoughts on the film, uh, things that impressed you. Uh, yeah, overall thoughts and then things that impressed you. Okay. Now, you guys know me, and I talked a lot about this uh, my last time on the podcast. Love the cinematography. Um, this this was shot like a serious period piece for the first half of the movie, and I love that. I love that we actually told a story with with growth and an actual arc for a main character instead of just survive the situation. Um, what really has impressed me though is is a lot of attention to detail, um, especially culturally. So so. You know, a lot of these actors are First Nation people, and and they come. A lot of them come from actually the Plains tribes, um, as well. And and they they took it incredibly serious because they're like, uh, uh, Naru uh, Amber Mid Thunder, who plays Naru, was saying like, I'm not Comanche, but if I if a Comanche person wants to play someone from my tribe, I'd want them to take it as seriously as I'm taking it. So they 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 like got down to the detail, down to the pain on their faces about it um and that was very impressive because um movies in the past especially period pieces have skipped over a lot of the small details in order to make the movie more accessible i would say um and and here it's still accessible but still true to the culture um uh c and i had a conversation the other day about how you know, this predator uh, resembles the Wendigo demon of of uh, Native American lore um, with the the huge body and the skull head. And and so like this, it totally fits into like this alien species fits into the culture because, uh, you know, nothing's written down here by the native tribe. So it's all hearsay at this point. So they, it, 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 it works. And like, like they'll tell these stories and people will just take them as legends and stories, even though it actually happened for them. Um, and, and that, you know, it, I could go on about attention to detail. Um, the action I thought was really good. Uh, and, and the growth of Naru's skills throughout the film. Like she starts off, not able to catch a giant freaking deer and then she 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 hones her craft and she builds up and you know I, I, like i said they're on a parallel journey here the predator he starts small and he works his way up and it's not until uh, you know they they meet with the bear that they cross each other's path and then we're in a whole other movie and you know i mean and and you know the best the best protagonist antagonist relationships are they have the same goal 
and that was what we had here, and it was great. A um, couple things I want to point out real quick, and I'll let you guys have it back. Um, Dakota Beavers, who plays Tabe, this was his first acting role. Wow. Like, his wow. very first acting role. Yeah. Damn. So he, 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 yeah, so he auditioned, and he sent an audition tape in, and then uh, he did another one, and then they flew him out, and he was like, I don't know what's going on, but this isn't just for a small part. And then, then they told him what it was. It's like, oh my god, this is crazy. Um, so he he did a great job, and he um, he mentioned in in one of the behind the scenes tapes that like, you know, the director, our director Dan Trattenberg here, allowed uh, these actors to add their own flair to it. So, so after uh, a certain scene with Tabe, he loses his face paint. And then we see him again, and he's he's got streaks of blood on his face, uh, bringing back the face paint. And that was his idea to be like, hey, Tabe lost his mojo when he lost his face paint, and he had to get it back on the fly. And he he took that to the director, and the director's like, I love it, let's do it. Um, but also on the flip side of the face paint, you know, with Naru especially, you know, she, you know, she starts with the black, with the, the black eyeliner, the black eyes and and it gets worn off a little bit uh with the mud pit scene and she washes off a little bit but we don't truly see her full face without the war paint until the beaver dam scene and we're until she sees the predator for the first time and we see her fear so we see her like completely raw in that moment uh, when when everything just gets turned on its head for her, and I really liked that moment, um, especially as like, you know, seeing what the character's feeling, you know, understanding the moment, uh, and then she doesn't get it back until she's ready to, to um, take that next step into completing her arc, and she gets the face paint back in her final fight, and it was, it was wonderful. That's a really good, uh, I, I like, I like that point you've made how it's like you, we, this is, it's, it's two movies that are both done really well and fuck transitioning from one to the other. This movie just very intensely awakens you to this being a new kind of movie and you're fully on board. You're fully ready. And maybe that's because they, had like little snippets of predator moments in the first half of the movie to kind of let you know what was going on. But the moment that at the immediate halfway mark of the movie, when we go from true period piece about a, uh, uh, a native American hunter to a native American survivor and trying to defend her tribe, that does that switch is so sudden, but you're fully with it, and that's only because of the sheer mastery of the cinematography and the direction uh, and, and how they achieved that so well. Of course, the performances are fantastic. One thing I want to bring up, which I've actually been meaning to look up some clips, um, there is a, and I think you've got, you guys already know this, but there is a dub in the, uh, in its, in the native language. Yeah, the Comanche language. The Comanche language. But I also have learned that many of the close-ups are alternative takes. Not all, okay. but many of the close-ups where it's exclusively um, 
native actors, and we'll get into that a little bit later on. Uh, they're all uh, apparently pick up on that. Mo- no, sorry, Cotton. Or sorry, see. Ah, sorry. It's okay. Um, uh, the the actors themselves, the actual actors, came back to record those lines in Comanche. So it's not like a different Comanche speaker talking. It's the actual. Oh, actors I know. Who... Oh, I know that. Yeah, yeah, I understand yeah. that. But even in the dub where they did it, I think they're yeah. Any dub that was in Comanche, they came back and did. Yes. Oh, of course. You're. That's absolutely correct. Um, but. In the alternative takes, just the fact that they were willing to spend that extra money on certain alternative takes, obviously you can't do it for every shot. It would become a twice as expensive movie nearly, but um, the fact that they did it for many of the shots is really amazing. Um, And we know this because, you know, when she's talking to her dog in certain scenes, in some of them she only exclusively talks to the dog in Comanche, um, and they just decided in both versions to keep that, which I think is incredible. Um, one thing I really, really liked though, was the, the design of the predator. Cause it's not the same. It's not exactly the same. It's, it's 300 years or so in the past, the design, which Jay alludes to as the Wendigo. Well, there's a reason for that. It's helmet. Isn't metal. It's helmet is a, is bone, like is a skeleton of some kind, uh, of some sort of animal. And it's got less technology, and the technology is older. Also, notably, it has no uh, no decoration in its hair, no rings or anything around its hair. So it's it's almost a simplified version, but it's still that the design is still absolutely fucking terrifying in the best way. So I just really appreciated that it added to the franchise in so many great ways. And it took away nothing, like which you always get scared of when they make any sequel. It, but it, it didn't just add a little. It added so much more, so much more potential, and took away nothing. And that's, I think, what I'm. I knew that I knew they'd get it right, but I just, I'm still so happy to see that happen. So, Al, Al, before you get into it, can we talk about the look of the Predator real quick? Sure, by all means. I think. All right, all right. So we. So there's a lot of. There's a lot of conversation about, you know, the technology and the look of this predator. And and you alluded after we watched it that it could have been from a different tribe. And some people are saying that this is, you know, its first hunt, which could very well be true. Um, We know from what the director and the promo say that this is the first time the predators have been on planet Earth. Um, so, you know, for me, I don't know if you send a brand, a, a rookie to a whole new planet, but that's neither here nor there. But I think we're looking at a whole refresh or reboot of the, the predator species. Um, that, that could or a be. modernization of it. Like, cause I mean, I mean, you know, it is an iconic, the predator is an iconic look, but Sometimes you look at it and that face is just so tiny on that big head <laughs> and it's kind of weird. And I think if they, when they really wanted to like bring the fear, they had to change the look and just go with it. So the, the best thing about the Predator franchise is that because it's because all the movies have been focused on just kind of a, a particular hunt, a particular conflict, uh, we, we've never gotten a chance... The movies have never gotten a chance to really explore 
like just the vastness that could be the the entire predator culture uh the entire how, how predators function like like how how the xenomorphs work how many varieties they are the the alien movies have gone into great detail about them you got your drones you got your queen you got you got your like your 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 males who who you've got the fact that if it comes from different things the the alien the xenomorph looks different the, yeah the alien three acknowledged that it was like oh well this came from a dog so it's smaller and things like now, that now now what what now what I would say is that the Predator franchise has a lot of flexibility because in large part because of Predators uh, again like I alluded to earlier Predators introduced a concept of of tribes and the, all the tribes have very different features like for instance uh, Jay I know you haven't seen Predators but uh, in Predators you have the OG Predator the one that you know Arnold Schwarzenegger fought and killed the one that was in Predator 2 uh, but then they introduce these bigger ones. Like they're like, they're like at least two, two or three feet bigger than the other predator, than the original predator. Uh, they have a much, much bigger face. Their their pinchers are are kind of bigger, and they have they, they carry more radius, right? Uh, mm -hmm. The the thing is though is that the predator we see in Prey uh, is smaller than those super predators, but it's still slightly bigger than the original Predator, and it's thinner than both. It's thinner than both, which would make it faster. And um, it's thinner than both. It's smaller than the Super Predator, but it has a wider, has kind of like a wider skull. So the the great thing about the franchise is that they could be doing a full reboot of the, of the species, but they have that flexibility to say like, oh, well, this is just... Uh, this is just a, a, a variation. You know how like there's there's a million and one variations amongst human beings. So that is true with the predators. It's just that uh, the movies either because they're like, well, we want we want the most iconic look. They always kind of default back to the original predator look. But they're or and they default that look as kind of the shorthand for this is going to be the predator that either helps the good guys or is good guy adjacent, right? If there are other predators, uh, the super predators are usually always the ultimate bad guys. And this, I, I've seen on the internet that they've called this the feral predator. Um, I was under the assumption that this might have been a fundamentalist predator, which are like, they're basically <laughs> the Amish of the species, where it's like, no, we don't use technology that is this recent. Like, we use projectiles, we don't use lasers. That's heretical. I also want to point out when we were watching this movie and okay, I don't think it's a, cause you said it, he has, he has older technology, which makes sense for the movie because it's 300 years in the past. Yeah. Most notably, he doesn't have a laser. He has basically it's shooting bolts, basically. Bolts. Yeah. And he, so and he doesn't once, carry a nuke like the, like in the original. No, that's true. He doesn't. But one thing you said when that happened was, is as soon as that happened, you go, is he a fundamentalist? And I know Jay and I were like, I'm sorry, a what? That's a monster, not a fundamentalist. That's a goddamn monster. Um, but again, Jay, like I was saying, there, there's that flexibility. It could be a reboot or it, they could just be like, well, there's a bunch, there's, there's a, a bunch of them. They all look different. They all don't necessarily look the same. So they can go one, they can go many ways with this. They really can. Mm. Uh, yeah. I, I like the idea personally that 
they just include more variety because you know it it allows you it, it gives you that space to experiment see what works and obviously what what makes just for an easier design to work with on set and what what just makes for like a more compelling you know a compelling character for the protagonist to fight against so i'm all mm-hmm. i'm all for like hey experiment do 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 different things i mean the the only the only rule is that never go back to the original original design which is when the predator was supposed to look kind of like a giant grasshopper but yeah. oh well no <laughs> well the, at the yeah. end of the day look i think i think everyone can agree every if whenever you deal with a franchise there are rules uh, of the franchise and no matter what we what is done with the franchise now there are certain rules uh, of the predator franchise and most of those rules apply to the predator some of it is his t- is his technology he has to be able to turn invisible. That's never going to change. Um, he has. There yeah, are have three dreadlocks. Dots. What? Three dots and dreadlocks. Yeah, three yeah. dots and dreadlocks. Yep, he's got to have that. The three dots, obviously. He has to be technologically superior in some way. And, oh, and fishnets. And yeah, the, oh yeah, and fishnets. That's <laughs> fishnets. Right. And, and the fishnets. Um, um, one thing. One thing I really liked about you know this predator. Um, you know, again, going back to like the details of it all, as he's working his way up through like the food chain of planet Earth, he's always even with whoever he's fighting. So with the wolf and the bear, it's hand to hand. But once he sees uh, the Comanche, you know, we we see him watching them, and he, we see him noticing they have weapons. So he doesn't start using weapons until they start using weapons. And he he doesn't ratchet up the wep- the weapons until the 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 French start uh, ratcheting up the weapons, and I really appreciated that. I really appreciated that the the respect and the fairness he he carried yeah. with his hunt and his killing. So that's kind of very true. That's kind of going to kind of my thoughts on this film. So when when I heard the pitch, when I heard what the what the what the movie was going to be about. The first thing in my mind, I was like, I went like, well, that's not going to be a fair fight. How are you going to make this compelling? And I remembered that some of the best writing happens when you give the appearance that you've written yourself into a corner. Right. And when this movie, when, when we started watching this movie, the, the, there, were, there were two thoughts going on into my mind. One is that, well... I may have not liked Amber Mid, Mid- Thunder in uh, New Mutants, uh, but she she's 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 really good holding holding this movie on her shoulders. And that Dakota Beavers has a charisma, like Tom Holland level charisma. And I was like, this guy, if if the universe is fair, this guy can be a star. The the you know when whenever there's like an actor in a supporting role where their charisma just oozes off the screen, right? And because he's like, he's basically like the top dog hunter. Like he's like, he, he's basically the, uh, how would I, who would I compare him to? He's, he's like the Tom Brady of, of hunting. Um, and, and, and he knows it. And that, that informs his performance so well that I was like, I, I really like this guy. And I really like how he balances his bravado with, uh, the inherent humility and the inherent like uh, understanding and care he has towards uh, towards Amber Mid Thunder's character Naru because they're siblings, 
and it's like, yeah, I know I'm I'm hot shit, but you're still my sister. And you know what? You know stuff that that I don't know. You see things that I can't see, you know? And while I don't really get why you want to be a hunter, I know deep down that you got it. You got what it takes. Mm -hmm. And I, I really liked I really liked that element of the film that it's like, you know, it's so easy to be like sibling rivalry. That's so easy to write. It's so refreshing when you see a writer go like, well, I don't have to do that. I, I can do this. You know, nothing stops me from doing this. And with Naru, what I really liked about her is that even though even though the first thing in my mind was like, was like, okay, she, we're going to see how she's like so much better than everyone else. And you're like, no, she's, she's no better or no worse than anyone. The thing is, is that she has a desire, she has a dream and she wants to follow that dream. And she, it, I love that the movie showed how human she was and that she stumbles, she falls, she doesn't get the deer, but she works at it, works at it, works at it. And really, as the movie progresses, she just becomes a better hunter, right? She starts trusting herself more. She becomes really creative, which is something I loved. I, I loved these little choices that were made because, again, in it's so easy in Hollywood films to be like, you know, let's just let's just do the standard thing. They're they're either already good at this, or they they learn something off the fly, and maybe in the moment you don't mind. But then you're kind of left feeling like, well, I don't feel like that moment was earned. That moment was earned. What I loved about Prey was that, and, you know, I talked to you guys at the movie ended. And I was like, you know, the first act I felt was a little slow and I was getting a little restless. But looking back on it, I was like, no, you needed all that setup because it it really, really builds into the payoff. Right. And I'm sure both of you will agree with me that there's things set up both character wise, plot wise where you're like, you, you don't think it's going to come back? Or you're like, well, this might be coming back, but I have no idea how. And when it does, it's just so satisfying because it's both unique and it, because it's also it, it also really informs character. So as a character piece, you know, I really like this. I really, really liked how the plot really made an effort to weave itself with the character development. So you're like, well... If they're growing, when they're at this stage, this is what they're going to do. And this is what they're going to do. Uh, Dakota Beaver's character, Tabe, is like, okay, I need to trust on Naru. Naru's like, okay, there's this giant-ass alien. I can't just be throw. I can't just be slinging arrows at it. That's not going to work. Uh, I, I really, really appreciated that. And then when the second act kicks in, uh, right like when you guys say, when, when the Predator and Naru have that interaction with the bear that's when the movie's like okay we were doing a really good period piece with homages to last of the mohicans with with homages to bury my heart and wounded knee but now now we're we're, we're going to be predator we're going to be the iconic sci-fi horror franchise that has captured the imagination. But somehow still maintaining that beautiful nature exactly. of cinematography. Exactly. They still kept, they it, just added, they just made it scary. Like, here's the best example of that. In early in the movie, we see these beautiful vistas and the tall grass. And then you see this in the trailer, that when the predator's hunting it, you, hunting them in the grass, you still see that grass, but what intensifies the fear is you just see the invisible force pushing the grass down as it's running after them yeah. like a beast and you're yes. like oh my god this blends so fucking well 
Yes. Oh my god. Yes. And the the simple fact that you know like the 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 one thing I've I've always wished we we've seen in Predator films that it doesn't seem like it's going to be happening anytime soon is that we never truly get we never truly get a full-on dedication to developing the Predator as a character and I understand why the Predator is a monster. This is a monster flick, you know. You their job is to be scary, but you you want it to be a compelling scary. And what this film does really well is that throughout the first act we get sprinklings of the Predator like you alluded to uh see. Uh, and like Jay alluded to, we see the Predator going after bigger and bigger game, being more confident and being more ruthless and just being like, okay, I can do this, I can do this, I can do this. It's subtle, it's, it's you know, it's not direct, it's not in your face, but it's there. And it, you just appreciate it because when the Predator does go like, oh, people, they're, they're, the, they're the most dangerous game, great. You really feel like okay, it's earned that they're that they've turned their they've turned their their uh, targeting their tar infrared targeting to, towards humans. It feels earned, mm -hmm. and and without getting without getting into into spoilers, what I loved about the writing how the plot unfolded in this film that I I think doesn't get enough credit or at least I haven't seen it get enough credit is that Dan Trattenberg smartly justifies justifies the final the final confrontation like it is believable you believe it both in a logical sense and in a character driven sense it makes sense you 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 don't question it and it's iron tight iron clad and it gives such a satisfying payoff such a satisfying payoff that all my concerns i had going into this movie disappeared and I'm just amazed that with, you know, just like, it just shows you the magic of when you really, really polish a script, you know, where you just don't give it like a first pass and like, I have a great idea. Um, I, I'm not really caring on how I'm going to stick the landing. The, the idea will carry the whole thing through. And Dan Trantenberg is like, I have a great idea. And because the idea is so good, I really want to stick the landing. I really want the audience to be with me at the climax, to be with with Naru at 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 the peak of her journey. I really want them to be there with her wholeheartedly, and I really was. I really was, and you know, this film is probably won't get recognition over its its screenplay, and in in a lot of ways, the screenplay isn't like revolutionary, but the fact that it took its time to really make sure that the audience is with the protagonists every sense of the way, every step of the way, that the predator never became an over, you know you know when, when you really try to hype up a bad guy and they just become so overwhelming that when they do get defeated, you're like, well, that didn't make sense. A lot of superhero movies fall into this trap. This, yeah. this doesn't happen with Prey. And I really loved that, I really did. Um, like I said before, I'm raving about Dakota Beavers. I, he, he. If if the world is fair, he should have a lot of doors opening for him. Mm. Amber Mid Thunder, you know, she she is a great action heroine. She she may not be up there yet with with Ripley, or with uh, Sarah Connor, but but she's she's she she's she's one of the top shelves because she's well realized. She's well realized. Her 
her pursuit of the goal is just so relatable. And she I'd love feels to see so her human. I'd love to see her and the girl from Cop Shop do something together. That'd be oh, cool. Oh yeah. Anyways, look, look, Al. There is no doubt that you that you, this really you really appreciated this. So. Why don't we uh, give our final reviews, Jay, as you may remember. Do you remember our, the, what our one through five is, Jay, for this? Uh, re- re- refresh my memory. All right. So, Al, why don't you tell him what it is? Okay, cool. And, and if, also, Jay, if you have like, anything that you, that you were like, I wasn't so into this, you can quickly mention it during your grade. So we have a, we have a sucks right that's like the worst of the worst that's like that's like it it deserves to be burned every copy of it deserves to be burned Mm -hmm. then we have we have meh meh, which is like mediocre uh it was a waste of time but you're not gonna you're not gonna scream at someone to give you a refund then you have or judge people for seeing it yeah then you're gonna have it's a movie where it's like average like the definition of average um, you could have taken it or leave, left it, but you know it's it's whatever. Then you have, th- then you have flush, which is like this was really really good. I really enjoyed it. And then you have fucks, which is like this is one of the best movies I've ever seen. If this movie was of the a, year, well, okay, um, maybe best movie so far of the year. If this movie was a person, I would have passionate sex with it. So, uh, why don't I start off by saying that this movie is a very bold flush. I just can't quite give it a, a fuck because it's, you know, I, you, it's just, it's not, I can't say, oh, it's the perfect movie. I can't say I, that I was just with it the whole time, but it is a bold flush that I absolutely enjoyed with fantastic cinematography, really great acting, and an innovative vision on where the Predator franchise can go, and an overall unique take on a monster film, which, that's not the first time we've had that this year, which is really kind of amazing. Yeah, that is pretty interesting. Uh, Al, what do you give it? <clears throat> I give this, I, I give, I give this uh, Predator, Predator versus Flush. Uh, in the sense of like this, this to me is 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 up there with the it, it, it's the second best Predator movie, you know, by a long shot. AVP um, flush. <laughs> it's the second best. Now the only the only critiques I have of the film are that uh, the the only critiques I have of the film is that like. Like really and truly, it's it's all technical stuff in the sense that like some of the CGI wasn't as well done. I think a lot of that has has to do with the fact that Disney probably didn't want to throw more money at it, and they were like, "Well, people are going to crit- criticize the the CGI if it's on a big screen, so how about we just throw it on Hulu?" So that that that's my own little conspiracy theory. Um, I felt like a lot of the a lot of the big game animals that we see were a little too cartoony, and pure bias on my end, pure pure bias. But I was a little disappointed that the Predator is very much a mocap creation for like a significant chunk of its screen time. Um, yeah, but there is a there is a actor in a costume. Yeah, there there are there are for sure shots of an actor. So, in a so costume. when you when he's got the mask off, that's mocap. But when the mask is on, full on actor. Yeah, uh, the mm-hmm. actor, by the way, is named Dane De, DeLigrio. Delegro, 
Deligra. Deligra. I, I don't know. All I know. Sorry, sir. By the way, to all the actors, actresses, and people who have mispronounced, butchered name-wise, we apologize. Honestly, like, who can't pronounce Amber Midthunder? That, like, if you can't pronounce that, then you should return your high school diploma. Anyway, look, if if Amber Midthunder ever proposed to me, I'd take her name. <laughs> it is a pretty yeah. baller last it's name. A, I'm, I'm not gonna. Yeah. I'm not Jay gonna Midthunder. Lie. Wow. Ooh. Well, All that, right. That anything? Um, so anything else? Uh, I still think you know the first act is a little weak in in terms of like actual plot, but but I I, I am much higher on it than I was after I saw it. I, I sat on it. I was like 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 you said, see, like you needed a lot of that. And I'm like you did, you did. Maybe one more pass through would have sped it up a little bit, but again, this is this is very very much a very enthusiastic, like what like drop what you're doing. Don't watch the gray man. That sucks. Watch this. If if you have a pass, even if you were like, oh, I remember Predator, and I, I remember thinking, wow, that uh, that's a pretty interesting concept. This does it really really well. It really does, and it it gives me faith that if this is the path to continue with Predator, which is like put the alien at different eras of humanity, I'm fine with it as long as the as long as the writing. Can justify if you can create a plot that justifies the the amalgamation I, i'll be for it you know totally for it um so yeah uh jay what about you uh so you know i i, I agree with the criticism of some of the cgi you know it, it seems like disney's putting on their animation focus on marvel tv shows that have crappy trailers or something you know um but like like the deer, like when when the dog is chasing the deer, that's a weird move for the deer to make. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. right, that was. And, right. and I was like, yeah, and I was like, okay, all right. Um, but we don't get enough of the animals to really matter. Yeah. So it's it's fine. Um, they they definitely spit more detail on on the the hunter himself. Um. You know, you're right. The script isn't a lot, but that's what works so well. The script is, you know, simple and straightforward enough so that they could pack everything else on top of it and really uh, blend it all together. Um, and I think, you know, when they when when you take a, script, uh, a straightforward script that works like that and focus on the, the detail, again, I'm just talking about the details in this, um, you know, you get you get a, a really good product. Um, one, one little detail that I really liked that, that, cause I'm also a bit of a history buff. Uh, so again, this movie takes place in the 18th century. Uh, the, uh, the, the first peoples in the prairies are just interacting with horses. They, they're pretty, they're like just getting started with horses. And the iconic thing about the Comanche, the Apache, the Sioux is that oh these these were great horse riders these were like it, it it's mm-hmm. it's like an iconic thing about them but that detail of like well th- this was this was just as they were in contact with horses so you don't get like if you go and going like oh well they weren't riding horses it's like well yeah that they weren't riding horses in the 18th century in the 19th you get, century you get one riding horse yeah you, you get one which which is is a significant moment in the film and i, I really like that 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 you know historical accuracy is not a requirement for these films especially if it's going to be a genre film like sci-fi 
but the fact that like you said it's a detail that they that it's obvious they put thought into it right it's it's obvious they put thought into like oh this would be the feathers they would wear or oh this would be how their their ornaments would be right or this is how they would mm -hmm. dance those little details matter right they matter and it just shows that you give respect to the culture in which your story takes place and i really did appreciate that mm -hmm. so what do you give it Jen? um uh i'm gonna i'm gonna give it a fuck so good it left a lot of green goo everywhere Really? Uh, yeah, I I was, I mean, I mean, again, you know, I started low on this going in, but I was really pleasantly surprised. I, you know, I just watched it right before uh, we started recording. You know, it's it's. I could I could probably watch this a few more times and not get tired of it, um, and really enjoy it. Um, it's it's as of right now, it's in my working top ten for twenty twenty two. Probably somewhere around five or six, maybe, maybe a little higher up the list towards ten. But you know, I mean, there's still six more months, five more months to go, mm. uh, to see what happens there. But, but right now, this is a solid action piece. This is a solid predator movie. Not sure if we could call it a true sci-fi if, you know, it's just one alien and they don't even know it's an alien. They just think it's a beast. But we so, in the audience know, very much know it is. Okay, okay. Well, you know, there's aliens in Star Wars, and that's not a sci-fi either. So yes, it is. Just, yes, it is. Not go no, it's down. not. Let's yes, it is. Let's let's see, we're not going to do it. it. Let's not no, do it. No. Ugh, no damn it. It is, but let's not do it. Oh, right. your podcast. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Don't maybe come over there. One thing I will mention that I also really liked, and... I, I wish more movies would do this if they're going to do this. This film doesn't announce itself as like a to-be-continued story. This can be a one-and-done, and it'll be perfectly fine. But they're... Oh, they're going to do more. This is Hulu's biggest premiere ever. They're Ooh. going to do more. Well... The way the way they the way they like announce like the like a little like like the tease for if there will be more is very. Mm -hmm. It's very like different, you know. It's good. Yeah, because yeah. because you know, yeah. every, like we're a, not like we're not going to say it though. We're not saying what they do, but it's really we're not saying what they do. But I will I will say this, I, I will say this. Listen, we everyone everyone loves the Marvel post credit scene, and everyone wants to copy it. I just wish people would be like, how can we do that without necessarily copying Marvel? And I, I gotta say, the way this movie did it, I was like, yes, yes, I really, I really like it, and I care enough about the characters that I'm like, they all better be okay. Dan Trandberg, if you hurt these people, I will find you. <laughs> <laughs> and this is this is a guy who kind of always takes the predator side, you know. Mm. Uh, that that's something else I really liked about this movie was that like, you know, because the, you know the predator is the cool looking monster. You always kind of want to side with it, but in this one you're like, no, no, I, I, I care about, I care about Naru and her dog and Chave, her brother. I care about at, these guys. At the end of the, at the end of this movie, the only true villains in this movie were the French somehow, <laughs> which, which is also historically accurate. We're not right? gonna get in. I mean, anyways, Anywho. on that, on that <laughs> note, 
on that note, they... <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, Cut on it that... before I make bad jokes. <laughs> uh, on, that, on that note, uh, thank you for joining us. This has been our review of Prey. Uh, this has been What Do You Think? I'm Al. I'm C. This is Jay joining us. Thank you so much. Yay. Everybody, have a great night. Good night, everybody. Goodbye.